if you knew that there was a material benefit to be gained by dating someone at your office. Ah, <laughs> now, this is... I, I don't have morals. <laughs> yeah, this is male privilege. This is our male privilege speaking. True. But I can tell you that the answer is yes. <laughs> I am very upfront about this. I will sleep to get ahead. This is not even like... Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to this very, very hot Boston garden. Today we're talking about the season finale of HBO winning, HBO's winning time. Um, yeah, we're talking about the 1984 final. And we're, we're quite sad today because, as you guys know, the league has lost. But luckily, people joining me today, whenever they feel this bad, they like to get out on some white boys. <laughs> it's Abu Khan, Christopher. How are you guys doing? Oh my God, it's good man. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. <laughs> I didn't know we're gonna have singing Abu Khan. I feel one I, minute into. I feel really, it. I feel really sad. I can't believe that just happened. You know, it was it's it's quite it's quite a sad ending. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get into all of that because. I think most of us did it. I thought we didn't know what was going to happen or how it was going to happen. But before all of that, um, quick admin, guys, please. All three episodes of our Top Boy coverage is now out on the podcast. Ibuka was on two of those three episodes. Sorry, are now out on the podcast. Please check those out. Ibuka, did you enjoy the season or the episodes you saw? Yeah, so far, the season has been amazing. Okay, that's good. Uh, so please check those out. Please, as always, uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, share with people that watch the shows. Just like Winning Time, we, we, we need the views, we need the listens. So please um, share with people, let people know about the podcast. Uh, we're going to be covering the three-part event series, The Continental, which is a spin-off prequel uh, from the John Wick universe, centered around um, Ian McShane's character. So please, um, we're going to cover those three episodes over three weeks. We'll be covering that starting from this Friday, the 22nd. So please check it out. And maybe we'll do some other things as the months go by, maybe sex education. So before we go into winning time, I have a question for you guys, please. Let's just, let's delve into some personal stuff quickly. When last did either of you fall? Fall. As, yeah, fall. <laughs> like trip. Like fall, trip, <laughs> fall down, slip, uh, anything. I don't know, it's, it's been a minute. Ago. I don't have a strong It's been a while, moment. right? Yes. I don't, actually, no, no, I tell a lie. Like, I've tripped on the stairs recently. Yeah, no, but like. Is it trip as in, like you you catch yourself before you go too far down? Like you don't get to ninety degrees or like oh, you no. actually fell. I actually realized that I'm more susceptible to falling up the stairs than down. Like I always miss my step what? going up, and then are you going like are you going like two at a time? Sometimes, yeah. And then and then you yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, when last you fall? It was some maybe like I don't know maybe March or something this year. It was literally so random. No, you have it at exact month. <laughs> no, like I. I I know it was early in the year, but I can't remember. So I'm just saying maybe March. It might have been February. It might have been if I don't know. I just it was literally so random. It was literally like three steps from the bottom or <laughs> something like that. Oh, jeez. Uh, so we're meant to record this yesterday, uh, and I'm I'm slightly happy we didn't because I might have been concussed. Which um, <laughs> I actually also saw past like yesterday, which also might have contributed to me quite emotional at the film. Um, yeah, so I'm cleaning my bathroom earlier in the day. Ah, uh, bro, it just you it know, just was just like 
It was just a, a series of events. I slipped. I was holding water. I kicked the mop bucket. It was just like, it was just a mess. I found out like two hours later that I had like a bump on my head. I didn't even notice it at first. So, like, it was a, it was and guys, a sweat. I was guys, like, Banky's like 6'6". Six, six, so imagine <laughs> him falling down. <laughs> it was a long, it was a long drop down. <laughs> oh my days. Type of thing where I was like, if I wasn't home alone, I might have been knocked out. <laughs> like, God might have been just be like, you know what? If we knock you out right now, that might be too much for you. For you, like, you might not be found. So maybe we just keep you conscious. Like, it was, it was bad. It was like, damn. Luckily, I fell, which is weird because I fell backwards, but I also hit my forehead. So it's also a whole mess. But because if I was falling forward, yeah, that would have been that would have been disgusting. That would have been terrible. That would, that would have been blood. So damn, man. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, this is just. I need to discuss about it. I need to discuss it with somebody. So I was like... The bathroom is dangerous though. I always like slip and catch myself so in the bathroom. It's, it's so... It's, yeah. Like it's bad on a normal thing, but like when you're cleaning. Yes. So like part of the floor, there's already water, everything. Then when I went to when I went to the cinema, I then tripped going up the stairs. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on today? <laughs> I was like, should I just put myself in quarantine? And isolation? what's going on? Your balance was fucked the whole day. Oh my God. Anyway, yes. Actually, actually, speaking of tripping up, should we talk about the Lakers? Um, winning time, season two, episode seven. I actually like that segue. I think I'm quite proud of the way I just connected those two things. Um, season two, episode seven, the season finale. Um, it's titled What Is and What Should Never Be, written by Max Bernstein, Rodney Barnes, and Jim Hecht, whom I think wrote basically all the episodes this season and directed by Sally Richardson Whitfield. So what I want to do is I want to kind of go game by game and then we'll just kind of discuss as we go and kind of how the episode goes. Um, we can skip game one because we obviously, we saw the results of that after the first episode of the season and we know that that riot, even though it happened in real life, it happened after game seven, not after game one, which is something that I didn't want to mention earlier in, the se- in our coverage because obviously that people would have known that this series went to seven games, but people that didn't already know. Um... So let's let's I guess let's go to game two. Even though we, game one ends, we kind of see Magic and the Lakers getting a bit cocky, which clearly shows that they don't learn their lessons because they <laughs> they already did this with the Sixers. What are they doing? <laughs> but obviously, Magic feels the upper hand in his vendetta against against Bird. So we get to game two, and the Lakers are up. Actually, before I go into um, so Christopher, I think it was after when did Magic do his airboard? That was in episode three, right? I think. Is airball against Sixers and oh against the Sixers? Oh, so not not against Sixers. Sorry, I think it was Houston. I think it was yeah, Houston. Houston. It was Houston. Yeah, yeah, it was Houston. And then you said, Christopher, you were like that. You knew that Magic did something that it was another big blight on his career. Oh yeah, that you knew yeah. of. Is did it happen in this finals? Or yeah, like, it, was, it was this when he when he uh, dribbled out the clock. Dribbled out. Okay, I assume so. So get to game two, which is why I put it up now. Yeah, I obviously didn't know anything about this. So this is like a thing that people know. Hmm. Like him dribbling out. Like, but obviously, like, getting to see it dramatized. Tragic magic. Yeah, like, they, they called him Tragic Johnson after game three. Uh, sorry, after, um, after game two, so. Why is that not in the show? Tragic Johnson is an, is an incredible headline that should have been in the show. <laughs> yeah, like, I, that that's the thing. I guess I should have known because I knew it happened, but I think in mm. my head, like it, like, it happened at the end of the series, so, like, because they lost, they now started calling him Tragic Johnson. But I think it was just as they're reacting to each game when he dribbled out the clock and they started calling him um, Tragic Johnson. But, you know. Who is, this is a very unscientific question to ask, but who is more responsible for that loss in game two? Him or 
Worthy. 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 Uh, I mean, I guess you have to you have to say it's magic just because it's point guard and he's expected to, you know, like that's one of your main job. You have to know time and score. So um yeah, I, I think obviously it's a you know, it's a team game. That's the mm-hmm. DC answer, but like I think if you ask Magic himself, you say that yeah, that he did. I think he, when he was talking to West, he was like, "I was just in like a trance or something." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but that worthy pass is like inexcusable, man. Yeah. You can't be you can't be doing that. That was like passing across your box. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing? This? Um, but I know Chris, you want to talk about the Magic Jerry West conversation, or at least you. I know you liked it. Oh yeah, like I thought it was interesting because I was going, I was trying to fact check it during the episode, but I I. I I, I don't know. I guess that's not in my wheelhouse. Because I was like, is that how it went? Like, did they both write about that or did Magic write about it? Because it was actually well, interesting. Like, it's funny way... you say that because... So they didn't write about a conversation like that. But they mm-hmm. did both write that, like, Magic and... Magic went to Jerry a lot mm-hmm. during the series, even after the, after they lost. And that Jerry was always there to kind of, like, talk to him and help him. So Jerry was kind of, like, his guy during this series. So... Wow, this particular conversation is not there. Of course, they all... lost. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow! As in, like, I want to shot across the bow, man. <laughs> so, like, so it's on record that Jerry, yeah, Jerry and Magic had a relationship, but not maybe not this particular conversation. Yeah, now that makes sense. I like it just because, like, I mean, I guess now it feels kind of bad that it wasn't the actual combo because, like, hearing Jerry's insights into. Like the finals, where he was like, I was every bit as bit as good as, or um, you know, as uh, Bill Russell in those finals. Mm-hmm. But every single time, it was like some no name who would come up and make a shot or make a play. So, well, I'm considering how I know how I feel like these writers work. I'm sure Jerry West said something like that. Oh yeah, like maybe okay, life. yeah, yeah, and maybe probably the, not to magic, maybe in an yeah. interview or something, and he just together yeah. put that in here. Uh, that's okay, kind of how the writers yeah. were. Not sense. everything that I said happened said to that particular person, but they tried to like just take what they knew that character had felt or said at some point and then they put it into a conversation. Mm. Yeah, I know I really liked it. It's like one scene where I mean I think Jerry West has had two scenes where he's not shouting in the entire show <laughs> and they both do it with magic. <laughs> and before he sells norm or trades norm and then in the in this. And obviously we all know I love the when you give Jason Clark a chance to just go and shout. But it's also nice to have this kind of quieter Jerry West things. We're like, oh, okay, this is the more nuanced side to Jerry West. Yeah, and then I think from there we go to game three, whatever, they win. I think it's almost a blowout. It's not almost a blowout, but it's basically quite bad. It's basically a blowout. And then um, I actually do have, do we want to go what Bird actually said in that actual press conference or do we save it for, for what they call it? Fact checking. Fuck it, we're going game by game. By game. Tell yeah, us what he said. said. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so Bird goes, it's embarrassing, no doubt about it. To, again, this, we saw this on the show. Today, when you see Magic slapping high fives and guys going behind their backs and shooting layups on us all day long, it seems like someone would try to put a stop to it. But until we get our hearts where they belong, we're in trouble. So basically in line with what the show said. Um, and then he goes on, they go on to ask him, how do you think you can fix it? And he goes, well, we need to go to the hospital and find 12 new heart transplants. Damn. <laughs> it was basically basically word for word and then like he goes i think in his autobiography or co-written autobiography that he, he co- there's a book magic and um, bird a co i don't know how to describe it, a co-autobiography anyway 
he I think he started when the game was ours or something. Mm. He talks about how he said that because he just wanted to like motivate his teammates. He didn't know if it to backfire, but at that point, like it was like throw whatever at the wall and see what sticks. Just like he really wanted to call them sissies and see see what works. That like, he could have been slated in the press for it, but he just needed to to do something to to try and make it work. Um, okay, should we go to game four because this is when they become Stoke City. <laughs> or or, or, or Vinnie, Vinnie Jones's Wimbledon FC. Um, so I've watched, I went back to watch the video of the Rambis. Again, I didn't know about this. I don't know anything about this Lakers period. And it's it's so well done that I wasn't, I had to go back and watch the episode to make sure that it was the actors and not like the actual footage. And I think it's the, it's the actors, but like the way these guys, the directing everything, choreographed this, it looks so well done. Like from the Rambis clothesline, to Rambi's like jump, getting up to attack them. And I think it was, was it Cooper? Maybe it was worthy. I kind of pushed him away so that he wouldn't get involved to bird picking him up. All those things like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny at that point, because I didn't know how, I, like I said last week, I had an idea of where the the finals was going, but I wasn't entirely sure. At this point, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So the Celtics are winning this. Um, what did you guys think of this sequence? Did you know about this Rambis? Um, the line, violence? No. I had, <laughs> I had no idea about like this specific violence incident. No. It was just, it was real. Like in the sense mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, these guys hate each other. And like, this is no longer just a, oh, I want to beat Bird type of thing. Like this one has become full, like a real full-blooded rivalry, the one that gets you your blood pumping. As, exactly. 2000s. The one that gets yeah, your yeah. blood pumping as a fan. Like, it's no longer just a basketball. Like, it's now, you know, these guys are physical. And the thing is, with the NBA as well, like, that guy, he clotheslined Kurt Rambis and what, he would take a foul or a flagrant, but he's like, sends the message he wants to send. He's done what he mm-hmm. wants to do. And like, a role player can, like, this wasn't a role player, but like, a role player can do something like that. And just take a foul for the team. But now the Lakers know that if they want to go for their easy layups and do all their... And it was the perfect clash of styles because the Lakers are coming with their layups and fancy passing and this and that. Mm-hmm. And like the Celtics were like, guy, if you cross this place, we will de- <laughs> like, we'll deck you. Like, why not? Don't be joking with us. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, it was intense, man. Really intense. And they played into the Celtics' hands, let them yeah. save the game down. Christopher, any thoughts on this? Obviously, you had ideas about it going in, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, when you watch it, it's like, uh, um, how do I put it? I was just thinking, like, I was just calculating, like, because that's the thing. I'm wondering if it was Magic going for that layup, I, I don't think he would have, like, close-lined him because that kind of makes Bird, like, a target. Like, you know, if you come for Magic, <laughs> we have to yeah. do it to Bird. So yeah, I think fair. it was tactical. Like, oh, yeah, let me let me do it to Rambis, where obviously, like, it's going to raise hell, but they are probably not look, looking for revenge. So I don't know. I don't know if, like, Kevin McHale ever spoke about why he, you know, chose to do it to Rambis. But I don't know. It's just, like, obviously, I get it. I guess, you know, they say all's fair in love and war, so it is what it is. But at the same time, you just feel... Like, I think even Parai said, like, you know, when he was talking to the team, like, you know, them doing that shows that their backs are against the wall. Blah, blah, you know, it shows that we have them. But it's like, I don't know, it, it, it kind of felt like a bit cheap to me, man. Like, you have to, you have to start using such tricks. <laughs> but I, 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 I mean, it worked. Like, it's not as if I'm I saying, mean, it like, worked in the end, yeah. Title was cheap. It just feels like, come on, man. Like, like I said, title was cheap. No, like, not, <laughs> okay, but okay, like, you know, for example, like, let's say 
obviously I get fouls and stuff like that. That's part of the game. But like, and obviously being mm. physical is a tactic. Well, imagine like you're playing against Messi now. You're trying to defend him. And you know that, yeah, I have no chance. Let me just start stepping on him, like elbow. Like, just like, come on, man. Like, wait, I mean, you mean like <laughs> Mourinho's Madrid? <laughs> like, we saw it, this happen. Yeah, I mean, but like, I know, but okay, no, but you know, but in that case, like, both sides were very physical. Like, if, if you go back and watch those cast goals, obviously, like, Madrid and Pepe and Cole, you are. But like, Barca were not, you know, said by any means, man. I mean, if it's just like one team using dirty tricks, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, end of the day, like I said, it worked, it worked. But I think if it's me, I'd have had to do something back. Like Rabbit should have done it. Like even even if not Bird, but he should have gotten back his own power. But I mean, I think they. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch it. I haven't watched, but like from the show, it looks like they tried. But it just you can't beat the Celtics in their game, right? Like I was just immediately thinking about the bad boy pistol. I was just thinking of like last dance, <laughs> what we see from like those guys, and I was like, you can try or you can like you can say you're gonna go toe to toe with Vinnie Jones's team or Stoke City or whatever, like, but you're not gonna beat them at their game. You, yeah. yeah, no, I just mean, I mean, Rambis himself, personally, just getting one back. Like, not the whole team now result. I just mean, Rambis, like, are you smashing out of the sky like that? <laughs> like, imagine if I got to injured. Like, nah, man, I have to get my revenge. Like, on Mikhailu, on Parrish, on Dennis, or whoever. I, I have to get my revenge or something. I'm sure they tried. I'm, I'm sure they did something. Just like, it wasn't, it didn't yeah. matter. Because that's what Celtics wanted. So, to them, it's like, you know when you're, <laughs> you know when you're angry and you're attacking someone, the person is laughing. And you're like, yeah. are you, you're getting angrier because like, it's not tricking the person the way it should be affecting them. Yep. And you're just like, so yeah, I think no matter what you do to Celtics that have been enjoying it's like, this is not helping anybody. Um, but just even that moment, I think when, I can't remember what the, what the crowd is chanting, which was the real thing they were chanting in real life to about, about the Celtics. And then Bird looks around and looks at us and he's like, we got him. And I was like, Let's just make this show about <laughs> Let's just make I don't know how you've made this Larry Bird character cool. He was in amazing. Like three episodes. But let's yeah, just make this show about like, him at this point. I don't, even, I don't even care anymore. This was a really good episode for him. Um, just a, a bit of, the, of filmmaking. I think the reveal when, or at least it was a reveal to me that like Riley was trashing someone else's office. <laughs> was just hilarious because like you see him and I'm like oh he's attacking his office and they just ruined like, the, the team doctor and I was like that was just funny um, I mean we're going to focus mostly on the basketball this episode because that's kind of what it is but like there are some good conversations I think we might touch on as well and I think because of how the episode has been structured a lot of it then just comes to this episode being about basketball right there's some honey things here there's some um, genie things here but I think when we leave the episode what we're thinking about is, is the basketball and I'm sure that's what the show wanted as well um, should we go to game five? Because at this point now it's what two two, and they're heading back to Boston. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they are heading back to a very hot Boston. And immediately, I thought about um, I'm re- I'm pretty sure it was when he was in Madrid, not Inter, but where like when Mourinho let told the groundsmen to let the grass grow, so that like Pep's Barca couldn't kick the ball as like as fluidly. Do you guys remember that? Yes, and I was just like. This is what kind of tactics? <laughs> I was like, only hot water in the Lakers dressing room. Like, so apparently it was even much worse than the show. show. Like, Red, he knew this was coming. Like, he knew the weather was getting this bad. So he ordered like hundreds, hundreds of packs of ice. So like, his guys were always cool. We always had like fresh cold towels. The Lakers claimed that it was only hot water in their, in their thing. Red is like, no. The Lakers claimed that their vent had only hot air coming in. Red was like, I didn't do any of that. So it's just like, I was just like, oh, fair enough, man. You guys are just, you guys are not playing basketball. <laughs> you guys are doing psychological yeah, work. But like that goes back to what I was saying. Like, obviously, like I get it. It is what it is. But at the same time, like, like, come on, man. Like, what kind of slimy tricks are those? Like, 
Because I think even Chris like the like, ESPN documentary. This is not the spirit of the game. <laughs> Let's keep the game pure. Because I think even in like the ESPN documentary, like they mentioned this part, like how when they got to Boston, how it was like boiling hot and all these cheap mm. tricks. Yeah, like there was only hot water. That Lakers locker room was it was like a furnace. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> so what do you want them to do? You want them to give them access no, like, okay, and make everything no, fair? No, things that teams do. Like, for example, I think even across all sports, like the home locker room is always nicer than like the get. Like mm-hmm. that's normal. I'm not saying oh, give them the exact same things you have because like it's meant to be home. You know, home advantage. What I'm not saying is that to now start oh, you know you don't have running water or, or rather like the water runs only hot like you're pumping in hot air it's like come on man like <laughs> can i can i say that like you know how there's people who are like let's give all the olympians drugs and let's really see the uh-huh. limits of human ability i like I, I'm, I, I'm, one, curious. I'm one of those people yeah I'm also like, you know what, fuck it, man. Like, let's make the away games as uncomfortable as possible for the away team. Like, let's all play dirty. Like, let's be as dirty. Like, within sensible illegal rights. Let's yeah, be but then someone like, someone like Chris is then like, that's not the spirit like, of the game. Haven't you seen, haven't you watched Super Strikers? These guys would go up to the mountains to have to play without oxygen masks and they, their opponents would be used to the see, conditions. Nah. See, see, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, like, a team should try and, enforce their home field advantage as much as possible. Like, this is not me saying that, oh, like I said, make it, you know, flowers and roses. Oh, if you call, Like, you're meant to have your home. Like like I said, teams do it. Yeah. Like, the locker rooms are literally always nice. Like, when I think even every Prem team does it. Like, oh, you see, like, the home locker rooms, they are so nice. Like, the like the mm-hmm. seats are so comfortable. Then you, see, then you now see, like, the away locker room is literally just, like, one hard chair. Like, so it's normal. Yeah, there's always a home court advantage, unless you're Arsenal and then <laughs> you play you play better away than at home. Yeah, but I just feel it should it, sh- it shouldn't be like stooping to such lose. Like it's okay, we have a like well, okay. For example, like one common one in the NFL, like the Miami Dolphins, um, mm-hmm. their stadium is like an outdoor stadium, so the home bench has like shade over it but like in the, if you're playing away like you're literally writing like the hot sun like Very right good. there for the whole game so i'm saying that yeah like see that kind of thing as much as it's somehow like for me that's okay team's not about it if i'm going to play in miami i know i have to come with you know like extra uh gatorade maybe i have to bring mm-hmm. like a fan on the sidelines that, that, but, but i mean the sun that you know the, the, nothing can do about it but i'm like but i'm saying it will be somehow so that make it worse like in addition to that maybe like the so it will look at room you, you now don't have cold water like there's no ac it's just like come on like that's just i think what you're saying is that the home side shouldn't help but they shouldn't make it worse they shouldn't actively make it worse right <laughs> something so, like those they guys. shouldn't create shade for the away team but they shouldn't like blow hot air into their yeah okay, like, exactly like you don't go and put like a mirror that, that will now go and shine the, <laughs> i'll go and intensify the sun <laughs> like on the bench, like that's just fair, that's basically fair. just what I'm saying. Fair, I get what I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think Ibuka agrees, but I understand what you're saying. Um, okay, I want to take a pause here because I mentioned how like this episode is just mainly basketball, and I think so. There's something here that I I, I watched the episode twice. I still couldn't figure it out. I think there is something the show or the episode is trying to say trying to say something about magic and cookie. But I couldn't figure it out. And I don't know if it's me like over reading into it. But I, I don't know. It felt like their interactions were not finished. And maybe it was building stuff for next season. Fingers crossed. But like, that, do you get what I mean? Like there's the scene when Magic tells her to wait back. And then the journalists come and take pictures. 
and it cuts to some shots of Cookie, and I'm like, did Magic just plant that so that there were pictures of him and Cookie in the in the press? Or even when they're at home and Cookie's talking to Magic's mom, Magic's talking to his dad, and it feels like they're not on the same page about getting married. Obviously, we know, like we said, that they've moved this proposal up as in the writers. We know he proposed it several times. So I don't know. Did they have times where they almost got married? Do you get what I'm saying? Did, did it feel like the interactions were not finished in this episode? Or was that just me? Yeah, 100%. Like even the one you said, like after the game, to me, I thought, oh, okay, you know, they will have a conversation. Even when mm-hmm, they were in, mm-hmm. in the house with his family, I thought, okay, they'll have a conversation. But they just never had that conversation that I was expecting. So yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. Like Cookie said things like how she, she's had things she wanted to achieve. And I was just like, it just felt like, it didn't feel like an end of the season conversation. Yeah. And obviously if, if they plan on continuing season three, that makes sense. But it just, it was like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't, I don't know. It just felt unconclusive. It was rather inconclusive. I don't know, Chris, any any thoughts on that? Or did you not notice oh, it? I, no, I, I just took it as what Magic said, or rather what um, she said in terms of he's playing the finals right now. Uh, let me not mm-hmm. burden him with whatever like so do you think that she had something that she wanted to that oh yeah I, feel, yeah, yeah I felt okay. like there were, there were stuff they had to address but yeah mm-hmm. I, I I guess I just took her face value that she didn't want to bring it up like in the midst of such yeah. a series so yeah I know I, yeah that makes sense I just wasn't sure if the show if it was a mistake in writing or the show was just gonna be like yeah we'll touch on this after the series um Game four, I am very annoyed that I knew about MJ's quote-unquote flu game. But you didn't know about Kareem's, Kareem's migraine. migraine game. <laughs> and, and we know his own was actually a migraine because, as Magic said, he was Muslim. Um, and so, but MJ's <laughs> flu game, quote-unquote, sure. I've had, I've had flu as well so many, so many times on, on a Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, God. Did you know about the migraine game, Chris? Nope. So it's not even in ESPN documentary. It maybe was, but I who knows? Like I, I know probably was. You see all the hoopla about flu game, nothing about <laughs> migraine <so> game. Is <laughs> I didn't. I mean, no, it was probably mentioned to be honest, because like they actually addressed the rivalry properly. So maybe just a detail mm-hmm. that I had forgotten. But yeah, and it was it was game six, not four. I think you said it was game four. Yeah, it was six. That's it four. Yeah, you said four. Uh, I meant to say six because it's five is Boston. They're losing and six ties it at, at three three. Yeah. And then now we're at game seven. Um, so Ibuka, did you know what the outcome of this finals was? So I would say before I watched the episode, I had an inkling, right, mm-hmm. that Boston wins the title this year, and that was just from like random trying to remember like NBA history, but then. Yeah. During the episode, I was like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the Lakers do actually do it. And then in game seven, game seven literally plays out in the perfect way to play with my mind because mm-hmm. the Celtics are far ahead and then the Lakers start coming back. I'm like, oh, okay. Because the reason why I say so is because I know there is one big flop that the Celtics have in their history, that Bird has in his uh-huh. history. I don't know okay. what, when or where it is. I know it's similar to what Magic did, where there was an inbound pass and they literally get scored twice in the last five seconds or something fair, crazy. Fair. So I was like, okay, so the, this was it. yeah, I thought the Lakers were going to do it now, and but nah, the Celtics said no. The big green machine. I can't lie. I don't know how the Lakers survived, bro. These guys beat them every year in the sixties, some years in the seventies, and started beating them again in the eighties. I can't. Oh my now, god! If you were if you were a Lakers. 
fan who was like 55 during this magic era. Meaning you've seen like the whole Bill Russell, Jerry West thing. I think I would, it would go beyond basketball. I think I would actively hate Boston from Boston. (laughs) Like, I would, not even like a basketball thing, like, I would genuinely hate you. <laughs> I would be like, I wake up every day angry that, like, these guys just have everything in life. Like, I would, uh, nah. And uh, terrible. Ter- and I, I empathize with, I don't, I can't remember who said this. I think, oh, it was Pat Riley. And I was like, don't call this shit a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. Like, <laughs> it, was Jerry, it, was, yeah. it was Jerry Boss oh, last we, week. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't beat them. Like, this is not a rivalry. They're just beating us and beating us and beating us. The real rivalry might be with the success. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's 2-1. <laughs> like, that's a rivalry. Not 10-0 or something. Like, instead of you to, like, face your mates. <laughs> Chris, did you, you didn't know... That they want this. Yeah, like I said, I just know the outcome of the Celtics Lakers. Like, you know the overall score. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't sure who won. Like, I I was leaning Lakers just because. Well, uh, let me not spoil it in case anyone doesn't know how the series ended. But like, I was just leaning Lakers. So I was like, I know, like like Ibuka said, when they were down big and they stayed, I like Magic was like, yeah, look at them, how they're you know how they're already celebrating, mm-hmm. like, don't worry, mm-hmm. we'll come back. Yeah, I can see my, okay, they are, they are mounting a comeback. Okay, you know, um, let's see. And then, yeah, obviously, then. But also, like, for the fact-checking, did, was there actually, like, a BS foul called on, who was that foul called on? Was it Worthy Kareem? Cooper? Who? Or the Kareem one? Yeah, no, I don't think, I, I know Kareem fouled out, but I think there was another foul that gave them free throw or something, where, like, it oh. seemed like the Lakers felt like they, you know, like they had gotten robbed by the call. I think it was, it was a the block. Foul. Yeah, the block, yeah. Yeah, and the block that, like, they, I think, I guess it was Kareem. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that my fact-checking, but, like, it's probably, I mean, it's getting his busting and refs. It's probably, <laughs> probably been that. Yeah, happened. so, like, but, yeah, I'm obviously, you know, sucks for the Lakers. Uh, apparently, so, apparently, you know, when, this was something, again, fact-checking, that I thought, oh, this is just a funny thing. But in that Boston Heat game, a ref actually fainted on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah yeah like was that one. yeah that i actually knew that <laughs> um so like every like i said last week i had an inkling I, th- I felt like i think the celtics are gonna win this i think just because of like again random wikipedia pages random just i was like i feel like this is the one that celtics win and then obviously the episode is going like oh maybe the, maybe the lakers are gonna do this and then bird talks to his mom and i was like oh yeah okay, never mind <laughs> i was like never mind celtics have won this you know what's crazy your your moment was like when he talked to his mom. When I started yeah. getting scared was when he did the press conference. <laughs> I was in the sisters. Yeah, that's when I started getting scared. Fair, fair. <laughs> but I think when, but I think that was because there's, there's still a chance like, after Kareem's game, I'm like, oh, maybe this, sli-. and then he talked to his mom. His mom says, play with more joy. And I was like, oh, fuck this, man. Celtics have won this series. <laughs> Once his mom is like, play with a smile on your face. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, God. Not, this is not the Lakers to win. Um, yeah, and then like, they try to come back. There's some there's some very cool shots. The basketball is incredible, as always. Um uh, Jerry Boss looks at the camera as like I told you, everything is just working well. And then yeah, they they lose. Because <laughs> Magic Magic drops a shot, doesn't he? Yeah, it doesn't go. Yeah, in. Magic drops a shot yeah. and then and then they turn yeah, he turns over and then that's kind of how the whole thing happens and and then yeah, like it leads to them in the locker room all depressed. And I I, I that was so emotional to me. They show, before we get to that, they show Bird shooting, right? 
Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was like, oh, the Celtics, this is, I was still thinking the Celtics are going to win. But then Bird missed. When it was in mm-hmm. slow-mo, I was like, I don't think they've ever shown us Bird shooting and like leaving his hand in the air and he misses in this show. So I was like, oh yeah. So now this is just, yeah. Celtics are going to go on to win. But he missed. But I, think like, that, I think it's from there that Magic goes to miss his own. Now, yeah, exactly. But like once he misses, I'm like, okay, that means the Lakers are going to come back. But nope. Magic misses and then everything runs away. But yeah, that yeah. scene after was extremely, extremely emotional. Extremely emotional. Like the hug of all the teammates. Yeah. Like the way Magic and Riley are looking at each other. I was like, oh, this is actually... And they don't say anything. Yeah. I want to be... If there's any reason for me to want to be... Uh, famous is not a nice word to use, but as in, I just like... More known than any other... Just so I can be friends with athletes. <laughs> Like, I want to be friends with Arsenal okay, so, players. So, I said this the other day, and I, I say it very regularly, actually. One of the reasons I love Drake, right, is that, like, if I had money, I can't, like, everyone calls him a groupie, whatever. I would feel... I mean, so, so, do you remember during the Raptors, um, the one time that they won, that finals, yeah. and I think they are playing Golden State, weren't they? Yeah. And yeah. we were like, oh, what's Drake? I was like, so Drake, did he get Steph Curry's dad's jersey? And I, was, and I was like, that's exactly what I would do. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, Drake has money and he acts like how, you know, I'm a fan of these guys. So why would I act different because I have money? <laughs> like, why would, if I can literally like be this mascot for my favorite team, <laughs> why would mascots. I not do that? And then I can take the piece out of other people. Like, why not? Like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, Chris, it sounds like, it seems like you have opposing views. <laughs> no, I, like, I mean, maybe not be famous, but... I don't know, like, sports is... I think I, I always say, like, just in the aftermath of Game 7, like, sports is actually so cruel. Because literally, you just... You always see juxtapose the thrill of victory at the agony mm-hmm. of defeat. Like, literally. I was like, bro, imagine just after that tough series, you guys are are, are the ones that lose, man. Like, you just have to... Do you know what wouldn't have been as painful? <laughs> what? If they didn't lose to their rival. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, you guys are always like, let's, let's face nah, our nah, rivals. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying it's worse for a player. Like, as a fan, I can take it. Like, I'm saying, but if you're, you know, you're a player, you've, like, battled for seven games. going, And that's another thing about it. Like, you're, you're, you're flying back and forth, you know, LA, Boston, LA, Boston. Like, it's, it's actually an adverse I mean, should we just talk about sports psychology right now? Because, okay. honestly, last season... Dortmund yeah. could have won the league final game of the season. Mm-hmm. Bro, man. And please, I don't know what they did. Please. Yeah. And I'm just like, Let's I don't know how I survived like, as a Dortmund fan. Yeah. As a Dortmund player. I'm not even like, a Dortmund fan, but just watching it, I was yeah, like, that irritated you, you guys have the, like, you guys have the chance to finally end this stranglehold. Oh, Bro, please. Okay, so... Please, please, let's not so dive into Dortmund. that is man. something that I was thinking about. Like, speaking of sports psychology and, like, Dortmund, the legends of choking, Right. I have noticed something when you compare like NBA to the NFL to football. And I don't know if it's because of the way you watch football or the way that the game is structured, right? When you watch the NBA or the NFL and a, and a specific player chokes, it's very mm-hmm. obvious when someone chokes, when someone makes an insane decision they would not make if that game was a normal game. But yeah. in football, it's less obvious when a player chokes and more obvious when the team chokes, if that makes sense. Like, if, I feel like it's more common in football yeah, as, I go as, as, as soccer. So it's like, if a player misses a penalty, yeah, fair enough. Like everyone misses a penalty. I, I, if we're removing penalty shootouts, during the game, a player misplaces a pass, it happens. Like what mm-hmm. Kairos did with Benzema in the Champions League final, Kairos can do that on a regular day. It just doesn't yeah. feel like 
there's so much pressure that they are doing things they wouldn't do on a normal. It's just that the entire think, team is just not. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's because the workload is more spread out in football? Like there are literally eleven players, yeah. ten outfield players. Maybe, maybe because it's more spread out, and like I think also the margin for error that leads to because football is low scoring, the margin for error that leads to mm. something is oh, less yeah, obvious. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like scoring. Like what James Worthy did is basically will basically be like scoring an own goal. Yeah. But it's just two points in a game of a hundred and something points. But it could be one goal in a game of two goals or three goals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. the reason why I thought about that was because the one decision that I always think about, or the one thing in all of sports that always blows my mind is the Super Bowl. And you watch the Super Bowl and you see guys do things that they would never do. I don't know if it's the eyes, the fanfare, the, and like I mean, people just lose, though, yeah. people just lose their minds, and it costs their <laughs> team. Their minds. <laughs> but also in football, if a player drops a disaster class, that's it. That's a strong disaster. Like if a player drops okay. a team, we're just like nothing is working. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> we always say like Jude versus Monaco. Just How like, often do we see that in a final? No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, I get what you said. I get what you said. But I think also football final is like you have to be compact and you have to be like yeah, whatever. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're always very I, like it's a kg affair, like a lot of times in yeah, finals. It, it like, should be, it should be most times. No, I get what you say, but like even just if we're, so, I think removing the thing of a final using that like Dortmund thing, win the title final day of the season. <laughs> like think about all the things that are going through every single player's mind. I, I don't think I'll be able to sleep for like next two weeks. Because every time I close my eyes, I'll just I'll just see the game again. Like you can't after how many? But Tottenham have won the league in almost ten years, right? If not more. Eleven. Bayern have won eleven in a row. So, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally almost almost took Thomas. <laughs> eleven in a row makes nasty work, man. But I think also like to speak to psychology of sports people. I think with across every sports I watch, like all the great players and athletes and everything. I think the one thing I've noticed is a common thread. Like the most successful, like, you know, obviously like your um like Serena, MJ, Djokovic, mm. Nadal. Like, like I think you have to hate losing more than you mm. love winning. Like I always say, like, cause mm. literally like like for me, that I think that's what drives them. It's not so much like obviously winning is nice. Fair. But like and, and you, you always hear athletes talk about how they remember the losses way more than the wins, like that's what you remember. Like, okay, even if you you've won six championships, it's like the three that you that like you lost that now stick in your mind. Like, oh, you know, what could I have done differently? Like, is there something that is, is, there, is there a play that I didn't make that would have changed the outcome? Because I just like literally watching that finals. Like, I, I was just like, bro, if it was me, man, the whole summer I was just being like a trance. Like, how you the know, hell did we lose that? <laughs> and especially Lakers, because they had chances to go up like 3-0. Like, so I think for Lakers them, they were going 2-0. They were going 4-1 or something. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, like, it probably should never have gone to like a game seven in the first place. So I think that would make it even worse. Like, when you know you had chances to snuff them out and like, you you didn't and now they've come back to win. Like, I think I would have, <laughs> it would have been a very long summer for me, man. Yeah. I don't know how, I think, just again on sports, I just think the fact that they can bring themselves back up, the fact that Dortmund players can come back to training camp the next summer is so admirable to me because honestly, I would be done. Like, I would just be like, especially if you've, give, if you've actually given your all, like you felt like everything you put out was on the field. Oh yeah, like that Dortmund thing was even worse because Bayern were now also losing. Oh, losing, yeah. So they had hope. <laughs> please, please, please. Dortmund so, was like, so terrible. Okay, like, so as it, you know the sad thing about that Dortmund thing, which is like what Chris was saying about 
loving, winning. For anyone, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, okay. uh, we're talking about the Bundesliga, Dortmund, end of last season. You can just look it up. They were, they've not won the league in 11 years and they had a chance to win the league final day of the season. And then they had to do was a, a team that had not won in like four games, something stupid like that. Ah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue. And then, but what I was saying is like, the thing about loving winning versus win, like hating losing is that maybe mm-hmm. the just any team that chokes maybe they try and pretend that we're just focusing on ourselves let's just play our game but because they've not leaned into the fact that we really don't want to lose to Bayern or we really don't want to lose to these guys mm. there's like a clash inside them so it affects how they move during the game I don't know like I just choking is one of the saddest things that ca- that could happen to you like I just I, f- I feel bad for anybody that chokes like I could hate the basketball team Right, but once I see a player actually like do something so obviously costing to their team, I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, that hurts. Unless you're normally a cocky player, and I'm like, that's what you do. <laughs> but um, like if any Liverpool player probably chokes, I'll probably be laughing my my way to the bank. <laughs> anyway, no, but just one more thing on sports psychology. I think the thing that always impresses me the most, and this is mostly I don't watch NFL, so this is mostly about basketball and tennis. It's just the ability to like will themselves to come back. Like you could be watching a tennis game and this guy is like two sets down, 40 love uh, or love 40, whatever. And they're still fighting to come back. And I'm like, why? I would have given, I, I would <laughs> yeah, have what? just given up a long time. Oh, it makes okay. no sense to me because it's like. It actually does it. Like, I think tennis is the best example as well. Tennis like, is it's ridiculous. A, it's like an individual sport. Like, and that's the thing it, about it individual makes sports no as well. Sense. Like, there's there's nowhere to hide. Like in a team sports, maybe if you're having a bad game, you can hide behind like your teammates. Or, you know, maybe people might not even notice that like, you know you're having a bad game. What is mm-hmm. tennis? It's literally you. Like there's oh, it's not let this guy sub in for me. Like it's it's going to come down to me. Like, and that example you just gave, Nadal at the um Australian Open. I'm a big Nadal fan. I was mm. like, that point you just made of how me as a fan that's you know <laughs> not even playing. I was I'm finished. Like I was literally like because I think it, w- it was crazy because I think Nadal the first set was tight and then he lost. Then second set I think again was tight. He now lost. I was like, bro. I was literally just in bed. I was like, bro, why me? Like you can, you can, like literally I was just wallowing in like a sea of despair. Like come on. And then he starts coming back and I'm like, bro, like, how do you have the strength to even just be there? And that's another thing, like, literally nowhere to hide. Like, you're in a big yeah. stadium. You have cameras everywhere. You have the audience. Like, who knows what the crowd is shouting? Like, <laughs> even though obviously, like, he's quite popular. So, like, maybe they're on his side. But, but at the same time, it's, it's literally like, everyone's watching you. Like, you can't hide. There's nowhere to go. It's not as if, oh, maybe when you're a child, let me take my ball and, and you know, go home. Like, you have to face the music and it's just like, <laughs> bro, how, like, how, and it, for me, that's why, like, even, for example, like, Djokovic, even though I'm not his biggest fan, when, sometimes when you're watching him, you have to just accept that, yeah, man, like, what this guy is doing. Like, the uh, Wimbledon final against Federer, mm. bro, I have never seen it, like, till now, like, I feel bad for my Federer fans because, like, if it's me, I think I, I mean, I've quit. <laughs> I mean, I've quit watching the sports. That's, sport, the, that's like, the real mentality sports. Your mentality has to be different. I mean, I've quit watching the sports if that happens to that down, man. I'm just like, like, physically, 
aren't you just like it's easier for me to just yep, stop exactly. your hand just is killing you because you're tired <laughs> like you're just like why am I doing this like like sometimes in football you see people they're, they're trying to score one goal and you can tell they just want to score one goal because they don't want to like finish match 3-0 or whatever but tennis they're not trying to score one point or one game they're trying to win this thing I'm like it's, it logically doesn't make sense for you to win this thing like, like, if, like even if you want one set then two sets like you're sub, you're like Signing yourself up for more punishments by winning one set. <laughs> exactly. And it's not even only about you. It's not like, oh, I want to win two sets. You have to stop your opponent, who is objectively just as good, from getting another set himself. I'm just like, how do you want to do yeah. these two things at the same time? When, when you explain it like that, it's actually real. Because in football, you have a clock, right? They're beating you 2 0. You're like, I will just try my best at 90th minute, whatever happens, happens. But in tennis, it's like, Okay, if I score one, I'm extending this suffering. I could I could exactly. fight really hard and still lose seven five. Like I could extend this suffering for nothing. <laughs> That's like does it make like, like I'm gonna get one set, two set. I'm just like, oh no, just allow it. Just just go to bed. You come back, they come back again in the next eighty the next ATP WTS oh, series. Nah. Like the thing with tennis as well, like I think it's also the biggest like um momentum sports as well. Cause I tell you, mm. I've watched some crazy tennis, like Wait, more than win. basketball. I'm telling you, I've watched tennis games where someone will win the first set like six love, and obviously you're thinking, yeah, like this person is cooked. And then maybe the second set, that person who won the first set six love is maybe up like five one or something. So it looks for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes like okay, like this match is over, like this, you know, this is like a waste of time. And then they are saving for the match, and then they now get broken and then from there the match completely flips. Like person who was literally down 6 law right. 5 one comes back and wins 7-5 and you're like, bro, what the hell just happened here? Like, this guy was probably already plat- Yeah, like... Yeah, even on, even on that your point, tennis is the one sport where it's just like killing a nigga when he's down. <laughs> like, facts, you see some guys that facts, they are, like, they're playing Djokovic and I'm like, don't, just do not finish Djokovic like, now. Don't give me a chance to come don't back. Don't give him this, like, the slimmest hope. Like, like, that's the thing, like, you have to crush, you have to be ruthless because it's like, like you just don't, all just, the top players need is just like an opening. Like just give uh, like, once they put like that, once they have their foot in the door, sometimes you just breaks see, you like, and you know he's winning the next and you just like, you know he's Yeah, dope. literally, like, like, it's, even, like, it's happened, as I'm saying, like Djokovic, as much as, you know, he's, he's not my favorite player, like I've, I have to respect it. Like so many times where like people are already dancing on his grave or prematurely, like it's happened like in the past three, four years, maybe like three, four times, like, hmm. French Open final, he was down two sets to love. He came back to win. In the, uh, Wimbledon quarters, I think last year or two years ago, he was down two sets to love, came back to win. I'm like, bro, like this guy, man, like once you give him just that, I'm, you know, I'm back in the matches. Like over, literally, like, sometimes I just close my stream. Like, yeah, oh, we all know what's happening here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no need <laughs> punishing myself. <laughs> Any final thoughts on like this, the episode in particular before we do some like oh, yeah, season wrap up? Oh yeah, I, I forgot to mention one thing at the beginning of the episode. Do you know how shameless it is to be chasing a bus as a fan? Like, I, I'm not watching that, but I'm like, bro, like how shameless you are. Like, I, I, I generally don't care how how invested I am. Like, if my team loses I, or I whatever, think, like, I, think I, I can't start chasing after a bus like, <laughs> like some dog, man. Like, oh. I think one, one thing you sign up for when you become a fan or that I've realized in like the last year is that there is a wide spectrum of fans. You're one of them, but they are the really insane and they're, they're like people more sensible than even you. So like there's a wide true, spectrum of fans. True. That's actually very true, yeah. Uh, it's true, but... I mean, it looks like Celtics were the original 
Philadelphia sports fans. Fair. As like, it, and again, it seems like those are the two cities that are like, based on my knowledge of American media that are like this, that would like, let's put, let's put it in context. So in this show, this thing happens after they lost game one. But in real life, it happened after they won game yeah, seven. Game seven. So, <laughs> so that's how, like, also, like, another small detail that I just couldn't... You know, when they were on the bus and they were driving away, and I think Riley was talking to Magic at, like, the back of the bus. Yeah. That hot dog board that was talked to the window didn't let me, didn't let me take that scene seriously. Like, I, I just kept looking at it like, what the hell is this, man? Like, it was just plastered to the window and I'm like, oh is this God. thing going to fall off? And then I mean, we know this, from man. people who watch American sports and American media that like, Philadelphia, win or lose, the city is burning. Sometimes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what happens, I guess, with the Celtics, at least back then. Um, England is not really like that. Like we have our hooliganism, but like it's never really yeah rioting. I don't know. It's never really a city-wide thing. No, no, no. no. I, I'm I guess not city-wide, but yeah. English fans can be bad. Like, I remember. Like, oh no, there'll be was, violence, but like it's yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Like it will be it will be fight. It will be like one-on-one fight. It's never be like them destroying a lamppost <laughs> or turning over a police car. Do you get what I mean? Like it will just be like people are fighting because they are drunk and stupid, but like never Fizz. mass chaos. Um, okay, Epica, any final thoughts on the episode? Oh, it was... I, I I can't believe that I just... Imagine losing a game seven and a fan is unfortunate enough to offer their face up as tribute for you to just let out your <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe we talk about that. <laughs> I was, I was going to keep that for the fact-checking, but we can talk about it now. I can't believe we talk about that, man. <laughs> I can't I'll imagine be like, such rubbish. God, thank you. <laughs> like, that, like that guy who jumped on... On uh, Kareem, Kareem. Back. I was yeah. like, bro. Oh, and then of all people who, who you now jump on his back, is now Kareem of all people. <laughs> if we can remember, like you can't imagine Kareem, Kareem angry. being angry. Yes, <laughs> and they're like, like, this really happened. Kareem uh, really punched this person. No, nah, that was good, crazy. Man. Like <laughs> the Rambis thing apparently was settled out of, out of court like five years later, like Mad. a while. Um, because Rambis was like, doesn't remember doing it, and then but then in 2008, 2009, the guy was like, he he confessed that he like he provoked Rambis, like he tried to. Yeah, take like, that's what I was going to say. Because if I'm Rambis, like I'm not settling shit, man. Like how you come after I've, I've just lost, I'm angry, and you're like, <sighs> I mean, legally you still you still assaulted him now. <laughs> okay, like that's what I'm saying. Like didn't the guy push Rambis or something like that? I think it looked like Rambis one was just on. Provoked or the guy was just okay, fair. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. But the guy, the guy, the guy said in real life that he, he actually he tried to, yeah, he tried to grab Rambis's jersey. I that's when Rambis turned around and like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Because I'm just like, if guys, if you actually do something first, I like, can't uh, like anything I do, man, just that was that <laughs> was low key like that. <laughs> that was low key insane though, because one, even without any knowledge, I don't ever want to receive a punch from an NBA player, but two. Almost seven footer. What do you and, know? What is coming behind that point, bro? An NBA player almost killed or killed. I don't know if Christopher knows this story. I feel like yeah. I heard this story before. Almost killed I'm someone with a punch. As well. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Bill Walton or something. He punched that someone. It was one one Rudy Tom Tom Yanovich. He got, yeah. got punched by Kurt. What was his name? His name is like Kermit or Kurt something. Like literally, it was and messed up thing about that story is that it was literally like a misunderstanding. I think there was a fight. Beside them, the guy who got punched was actually trying to, you know, break up the fight. Like he, he, he mm. wasn't even trying to fight, but obviously you just see someone coming towards you and you just swing and like it literally almost killed him. Like I think uh, I don't want to say it because like the description on Wiki is extremely graphic. Like if you read that thing, like uh, I felt sick to my stomach about like what happened to him. Club that punch. So I'm just like, yeah. bro, 
if I'm and and I think Karim even did like is it karate or kung fu yep. or something? Oh yeah, no, Karim <laughs> like, is the wrong person. Like Karim was that's a martial saying, artist. Like, of all people to not do it to Karim, like bro, if he just catches you the wrong way, like that's you know lights out, man. Like you just wake up and you you'll be seeing white lights. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rami settled with the guy in 1987. But he said he had no memory of the incident. But in 2008, <laughs> the guy was like, he admitted that he tried to, basically, he wanted to take Rambis's jersey off his back, which is which is insane. Like, can you imagine how drunk he was to think that was the thing that was possible? He wanted to take his jersey off him. Like, not <laughs> tear it off him. Oh, my God. Um, and then Kareem, yeah, somebody tried to, like, take his goggles. Just again. Wow. <laughs> this white man stupid. <laughs> also, like... Not even that, like, how would he even reach Kareem? Like, Kareem's like 7 2 or no, something like that. He, he was on somebody's shoulders now. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> bro, that guy's are insane, um, to be honest. Oh, also, yeah, just while I'm talking about fact checking, Kareem also told, like, um, what's his name, Larry Bird, I'll, I'll fuck you up, you white boy. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that's, yeah, that's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so should we just go into, okay, let's go do some final stuff. Um, Ibuka, Judy, or who are you in the episode? Oh, I couldn't pick anything this episode. This episode was just too quick for well, me. I feel, like I, about, I feel like we talked about them. <laughs> you said it was too quick. Are you one of the guys that wanted to take Rambis's jersey? You know, the only the only thing I, I even thought, the only time I thought about that, and I was like, okay, maybe, was like Jerry West not being able to watch and hoping against hope that it will finally happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he should have watched. Um, Chris, did you have anyone? Ah, uh, nah. I mean, I guess if I if I was forced to pick, maybe like, um, I'm Larry Bird uh, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> we got him. Uh, exactly, that was man. that was Trent in the Arsenal Liverpool game last season. He, he oh, at, that, that, that is literally perfect. That is I that was like, the first that, thing I thought about. That was yeah. the first thing I thought about when that when that scene happened. <laughs> the camera was like, we, we got, got him. him. <laughs> um, so I am Jay Wells, who was the hockey player. Okay, <laughs> dating the boss to get to get ahead to get a better salary. Yeah. <laughs> but we actually you know what I'm like, actually Like, would you actually do that to real life? I can't. I can't lie. Like, in his situation, it's not so crazy because I'm not like See, it's, it's not, not so like Jerry, Jenny Boss is ugly. <laughs> <It's just laughs> like, no, but still, like, yeah, no, but like, I'm saying ugly fine like whatever like would you if you knew that there was a material benefit to be gained by dating someone at your office <laughs> uh, now this is I, I don't have morals <laughs> yeah this is male privilege these are male privilege speaking true but I can tell you that the answer is yes <laughs> I am very upfront about this I will sleep to get ahead this is not even like but at the same time if I knew everyone was doing it I would not oh I would my not, I would not like judge yes yeah but obviously, it's different from a man and a woman. But as a, as a man, I have no problem. As long as it's like, as long as I'm not being abused. Like, we're all, we know what we're yes, doing. Like, we're all entering into this knowing everything. Like, we know, we know what, what like, is happening. Okay, eh? but then would you now fear that, okay, for example, let's say it's going well for like six months. Like, maybe you've got to your dream promotion or whatever. But like, what's if things that end badly? Like, that person still has the power. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully I've gained some stuff. This, like, all relationships could end badly. <laughs> man, work is too dicey, man. <laughs> I mean, look, you, you you don't do it. I think you don't do it to become, to go from like, analyst to senior analyst. Like, you do it with well a good result in mind. 
you do it when like you're you're aiming to be a director. You get what I'm trying to say? Like you do it, the result has to be worth the investment, essentially. The juice has to be worth the squeeze. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, per- perfectly said. Uh, so you wouldn't do it, Chris? No, I'm saying like, I think there's too many, like there are too many things that could go wrong. Like what if person plays you? Like, okay, what if after all you... <laughs> Like okay, well, yeah, but also it's like mutually assured destruction. They're also in a, pos- a bad situation. As in, so you, wait, so you now go and snitch on them or what? No, but like if they want to misbehave, then we also have our own dirt on them. Or oh, what's the dirt on them? Ah, that they engage in a relationship with a, a what they call it a yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So like, are you going to snitch? I'm going to snitch if like they threaten me. No, no, no. Like, no, like they don't threaten you, but like they just don't uphold what you expected. Like maybe you you don't get the promotion that you wanted. What if after all that, like the person just cannot, or the person doesn't want to, or the person doesn't have the power, or whatever? I'll, I'll end it now. I'll end it. Okay, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. So like after all that, you now ended it. It's like your time has been wasted. Not necessarily. I mean, I got a good relationship out of it. Maybe I... No, no. Okay. Like, I don't know. I think this type of thing, okay. like, there's no way that something will have to give. Like, there will have to be some quick... Yes, pro- now. Pro- okay, what if someone who you didn't like in that... Like, you didn't like like that in the first place. Like, you were just, okay, this is something that is going to take me from point A to point B. And then after all the whatever, you now don't get to point B. So, it's like, <laughs> you've been... I mean, how many, how many interviews do we go for and we don't get the job? It does... It, you have to... <laughs> you, just, you, you hold the L and you keep on moving. <laughs> that case fair enough man but I, I just feel like <laughs> i can't make that investment man anyway uh but obviously we i mean all of this goes down to male privilege i mean i i think i 100 do it honestly maybe okay, let me say 100 i would 95 do it <laughs> the five percent is because <laughs> by the way it's not because of any morals wow oh um, my god oh my <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, this is actually okay. funny because, no like no like just a quick cap this is also funnier because I'm literally watching Mad Men right now as I've said before and literally mm-hmm. this is, was such like a common thing like two people oh, now yeah. like they've married their uh, secretary like, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know okay. and I think Mad one Man. of them got like a promotion because she married him so it's just like I mean what you want the wife of the boss to still be a secretary. <laughs> Come on, let's what are we doing here? Oh, no, 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 no. But no, but that's what I'm saying. But like even in the show, like you could see like there was some tension that her colleagues yeah. felt that, like, you know, yeah. you're only here because you married hey, yeah. you Sorry. Know, like, one of the Sorry. main partners. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I think okay, see, everyone always says this, but like imposter syndrome is real. Like so I guess some people can actually literally not care. Like if you want No, I, I would be a hater if I was on the other side of it. I'm, I I would be a complete <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I no, but I think most people are wired to care. Like even if at first maybe it doesn't get to you but And I think I would care as well, but like I would also care with a bigger bank bank account balance. I'm not denying that. Like, obviously, there are benefits, but I'm just saying I think it eventually gets to people. Like, maybe it will end in you switching companies. Like, maybe you can now take your promotion and go to that company, but as opposed to dealing with... You're literally describing a, a euphoric situation. Like, that's utopia. You've just explained... Like, you've, you've literally just explained why it should be done. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. But apparently, yes. So, Jay Wells and Jeannie did date and Jeannie did tell him about... Um, other people's contracts because apparently it was against the rules at the time because of labor laws or whatever for everyone to know what people were earning. Um, okay. Any... Let's just look. Okay. Does anyone have an MVP of the season? It can be character. It can be performance. Mm. My MVP of the... I was thinking about this in a lot and I kept trying to think of somebody else but I do think performance 
must have, might have been Jason Segel, as Paul West said. Because I kept on thinking about his performance. I, I don't know if it's just like, I don't know, like, there's so many things that performance. And I keep on thinking about him, like, when the system started working, and him dancing in the club, and, like, him showing the girl that he has a, a wedding oh, ring. I just, I just like, and then, because he, at so many points, like, we could all see the problem that was, like, the downfall that was coming him. But at the same time, he moved like he was the main character of the show. And we could have this argument of whether, yeah, he deserved it. And we also had the argument of, well, like, maybe it was unfair. But, like, I don't know. I feel like he, as a performance, he actually did a, just like, did a really, really good job performance-wise. Character, I don't really know. I, I, I would have been much, I'm very high on him, but I'd have been much high on Brody and Pat Riley if we had more time in the, like, Pat Riley in Showtime era. Like, as Ibuka mentioned last week, I feel like we didn't have enough Pat Riley in Showtime era. But, again, obviously, Adrian Brody, even this episode, like, that whole sequence when he does the meltdown and then goes to give the speech like they're like oh yeah this guy is an oscar winner so yeah like no surprise here um do you guys have any mvps of the season you don't have to have if you don't can't think oh of i was just gonna say i think if it's performance i don't know if i'm I, i'm probably you know recency bias i'll say Larry Bird, how he acted in this episode was one of my Actually, favorites no, of the yeah. season he might be he might be a character for me because i didn't really yeah. care about him in season one Obviously, you care about him because it's Larry Bird, but as in, on yeah. the show, anyway. So, in terms of character, he might be the MVP character. But then MVP, the I think I might just go Riley just because he's like, I said it to the top of the mountain. And, mm. you know, okay. like we've seen his struggle from the first season <laughs> to like, you know, being beside Chikern to being the head coach of the Lakers. Um, acting, performance, I'd say Devon Nixon, I'd say most surprising to me, at least mm. how much I liked it. Also, if I can give a shout out to Debbie Allen, just you know, yeah, okay, um, okay, we really this is, this is our longest episode by by man, um, because <laughs> we spent way too long talking about the, the morals of dating your boss. Um, okay, I don't know, if, let's just quickly do this. I was having a longer thing, but let's just quickly do you guys have any like sports story franchise character that you would want like a show like this about? I can go first if you want. Uh, what do you guys think? So my other season one, my original thing was like, oh, we could do obviously as an Arsenal fan, we could do Arsenal, Henry, and Wenger, like that period of them coming in. But then I think about it, I think the answer is actually Pep's Barca, because you have Messi in like what I think Messi was having his third year, fourth year, just trying to enter the team. Pep's Barca, then you do the Mourinho's Madrid, Messi, yeah. Ronaldo, Magic, and Bird. I think that might be the that might be the actual answer in the in the thing. I mean, the other pockets, I think you have the Arsenal thing. You probably have you if you could do the class of whatever they call themselves, the United guys, <laughs> never old them before. Oh my Lord. But yeah, no, I don't know. So like my, I think my thing is actually Pep's passer. It's actually probably the, the right pick. Quick four, se- four seasons, sure. Yeah, that would be a good one to do. And you know what's funny? Because when I'm thinking now, I'm thinking what's one with like a good amount of controversy as well. And if it's not Pep's Barca versus Madrid, I would also want to do like the France 2002 or two actually the French national team just roll the just dice every four years just, yeah just, just pick just one like, of their World Cup campaigns and just do it every season will be a new World Cup like yeah. oh they won oh no oh they won oh trouble in the camp just exactly like, keep, exactly let's keep going so, up and down um, yeah yeah no I think yeah obviously the, the best pass that you could do Ronaldinho Deco those guys leaving then Mourinho comes in Ronaldo comes to Madrid all of that stuff yeah there might be some cool stuff there um, Chris, do you have anything? 
No, I think that's that's probably the best one. The only other one I can think of is just also Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. But yeah, I mean there have been rumors. I, we can't. We're not going to get the third season of this show. But there are rumors that like this show would go all the way to the Kobe and Shaq period, ah. obviously with some some big time. Yeah, I was about to see, man, but there must be some huge time skip. Um. Anyway, okay. It's like should we should we wrap up there? Oh, I mean, I was meant to bring some rom-com suggestions yeah, okay. seeing as you know some people are doubting my credibility so people are determined <laughs> no, this, 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 this character it's not a character it's just facts man. think like, like a man think like a man too no I, get uh, married, I, get I didn't too. even like the second think like a man so I'll go ahead go ahead yeah, yeah. so first one I mean the big sick like we spoke about mm-hmm. prior to the mm-hmm. post starting. I don't know for some reason it seems like it's a bit underrated like I don't know, like, maybe people know about it and it just doesn't seem like one of the ones that's, like, talked about when people are giving, like, their usual, um, you know, top rom-coms or whatever. But I feel it's really good. And, uh, yeah, it's quite touching. Um, this one's a bit more off the wall. This one is just good vibes. I think I love my wife. Oh. Starring... Uh, that's one of the first... I was, <laughs> yeah, I was the, too young the first starring, time I watched um, that film. Chris Rock. Um, uh, I think, is it Gia Torres? Oh, or, I know. Okay, no, Gia Torres. Yeah, Jeff, to, bro, yeah. and then also there's also like a Kerry Washington. Um, you know she's quite no. good in that movie too. So that's yeah. a very like, it's quite funny. Like it's not like the story is not amazing or anything, but just like seeing that medley of characters and it's, it's pretty funny. So that's second one. Um, third one, I'm just gonna give a classic because it's one I enjoy. Um, actually, uh, do I give a classic? Because I'm sure you guys will have something to say about. It. <laughs> Just say, say what you want to say. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's the thing. I'm, like, trying to think, do I just stick with one of the ones that people are going to know or do I or do I branch out a bit? No, why would you recommend someone? Recommend one that people don't know now. Do not, that's what not I'm saying. What I mean, people what, what people might know. Well, actually, no, no. Or you can recommend anyone that's on your head, both of them. If, if. <laughs> no, I'll just stick with, I'll just stick with one that's normal. Um, what's it called? How to lose a guy in 10, um, in 10 days, so... I'm no, you can't know. You can't you can't what? recommend that. <laughs> Why? Because you literally said that last episode. No, you just okay, said that last fine, episode. Okay. Like, um the um the holiday. Oh, you know. Oh yeah, that's oh, that's the Jack Black one, right? Is that Jack Black? That's Cameron. It's not Cameron Diaz and Yeah, it's not Cameron Diaz, Jack Black. Maybe um, so, yeah, but yeah, that's one of my that's one I try and watch every year. Oh Kate Winslet, I think, is in it as well. Oh wow! Yeah, I think it's still on Netflix. So you know, if you have Netflix, you can. yeah, Jack Black and who's like Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Uh, let's wrap up there. Is that, okay? Is there anything that you guys want to just confirm in the fact checking? Because there's no point to go through everything. Is there anything that you want to have a question about, and I can see if I fact checked it. Nah, I think we already mentioned. Yeah. So the thing is, like, this episode was so good, and for some reason. I kind of already assume that most of it, if not all of it, is real life accurate. Yeah. Like down to the so something that was letter. thrown away. So you know Linda, um, who works in the office with um it, Jeannie. Yes, and mm. she's like Kurt once I understand she's going to be with Rambis Youth. So <laughs> they did date youth, and they've been married ever since. Oh, uh-huh. since nineteen eighty five. That's nice. So See, a lot of people date yeah, at work, yeah. man. That's a new. <laughs> I never said that they don't. <laughs> like, let's be. I'm not against dating at work. I don't want to be misrepresented. Okay, um, Chris, thank you very much for this seven episodes. Thank you for doing the show with us. Um, Ibuka, do I have to thank you? 
I get paid. I get paid for my time. Yeah, you do. Get paid in more work. You can listen to Ibuka on the Top Boy episode. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for, for staying with us throughout this run, seven weeks. On that note, uh, thank you very much. And join us next week when we'll be talking about some show or the other, joined by the incredible Oscar winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. But what if it was like a situation where like it was going to happen? Like she came up and like she said it flat out. I like this is gonna happen. I'm having be a free guy. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so your okay, so your problem is fear, not not morality. No, it's not even like I mean morality like is one thing, like I'm not going to judge anyone. I mean I I know actually no correction. I don't think I think even if if people know it's like I don't think you can ever lose that stigma. Like if people know that the only reason that you know that you got here is because like you are sleeping with so 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 person. Like, I I don't believe that it, that stigma never goes. As much as maybe they you know like they'll smile in your face, especially if you're high up and you know people will always uh but behind your back they'll just be. I mean I guess maybe some some you know some people don't. As care. a great man once said, the lion doesn't concern himself with the opinion of sheep. <laughs> Shout out Tywin. I understand what Chris is saying, but I'm also like, uh-huh. I can't. Lie, I'm going to say something crazy, but I also feel like if I, if that's one of my talents, then almost, like, I should be compensated for <laughs> Like, like, I, like, I'm like, if that's one of your talents, what talents? Shout, shout out Drake. <laughs> like your boy from Compton said. Oh my <laughs> dude, man. <laughs>